Episode 11, No Worm Sky. Lol. I'm Steph. Uh, and here is Rami. Hello. Ferg. Yo. And Monsieur the Dead Reckoning. Hello. And I suppose this week we're going to talk about like quite a few different things, quite a mix of stuff. Like, There's been some recent news on Nintendo, No Man's Sky's coming out this week, loads of stuff. It's time for the gaming news. Should we start off with the Nintendo NX? Yeah, uh, we can do. Is anyone actually excited for it? Uh, I'm intrigued by it. I'm not. I want to see what they come up with. The the rumours at the moment are that it's going to be a handheld console with a docking station and plug-in controllers so that you can take your games away with you, but when you're at home you can plug it into your telly and effectively treat it like a, a Nintendo console. Which to me sounds like a genius idea. Yeah. It does sound like a good idea, especially for for maybe the uh, older gamers that are there surrounded by their family and kids and stuff, and all they want to do is play on the, uh, the gaming machine, yet instead they have to watch endless reruns of Peppa Pig. <laughs> but you can already do that with a Wii U. Yes, you can. But this this is like, you can go and hide in a room now. <laughs> you can effectively do that with Playstations and Xboxes as well. With your phone? Well, with, well, with Xbox it's Windows 10 devices, so laptops, computers, as long as they're on the same network. And with the uh, PS4, it was the PS Vita, but I think you can do it on your phone now. So I've got a question to pose you. So, you're a parent, got a couple of kids at home. Yeah. Kids want a Nintendo NX. Yeah. Are you really going to let them go on the bus with a piece of £500 equipment? No. Nope, absolutely not. It stays in the house and gathers so, dust on the docking station. And what about holidays? Aren't there going to be loads of arguments about the fact that the children want to take this handheld, you know, in the well, in a that, really long you car could, journey? That they, they could do. I, I'd let them take it on the, the long car journey. But what if you went on a plane journey? I mean, personally, I don't see the appeal. I mean, I thought Nintendo's thing was kind of couch co-op, really. That's what I liked about it. That's why I got a Wii U. And this whole kind of, like, let's get a, like a handheld... I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't see the point, really. Uh, it makes couch co-op a little bit less of a, a couch, but I'm imagining it'll still have co-op games built with it. Yeah, I mean, the the fact you're meant to be able to take the controllers off the side of the handheld and then have one each. Imagine the next generation of Pokemon Go. <laughs> oh, what, you think I'm joking? Please. <laughs> I don't see the point. Why would you bother? Like, I don't, I'd rather they, like, focused on games than doing some fancy idea that actually is in my opinion, is going to be much more popular with a Japanese audience, which is, I think, who they're mainly selling it to. Well, that's that's the way their market works, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's how they break even? Well done. Is there any credence to the rumour that it'll actually be a VR-capable console? 
I haven't seen anything personally. No, I've not seen but, anything along those but lines. But the, the article I did read said that Nintendo had tried doing VR before other people had. Well, I'm just saying, they've got the hand units already sorted out. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo are kind of known as the innovators, aren't they? Because, I mean, look what they did with the the Wii. Pick up any, any controller you pick up, whether it be for Xbox or PlayStation, uh, even the PC-based ones now, if you look at the button layout on it, and then look back to the Super Nintendo. Yeah, it's just the same. It's four buttons in a diamond and a D-pad. I mean, I think, yeah, it could be good. But again, are they just trying out another new thing? It's not always going to work for them, because, I mean, it potentially didn't work that well for the Wii U, which is Uh, why they're so early coming up with a new idea. Look at the iPhone 6. Big handset. Bigger handset. Bigger handset again. Now the 6SE is back to being the same size as a 5. There's trial and error. It's finding what works. Oh, look, the five, the size of the 5 seem to be quite popular and work quite well. It's not as big. Hard, harder to damage than dropping a 6. Let's go back to that size. That's effectively what Nintendo are doing with technology. Let's see if this works. If this doesn't work, let's go back a step. It depends how, how good the graphics are as well. I don't really... I'm not I'm not a graphics uh, whore by any means, but you know, is is it actually going to be that much better than a Wii U? We we don't know. I mean, I I honestly didn't think graphics mattered that much to me, but the first game I actually noticed really a graphical difference between a a next gen console and just uh, not next gen as it were was uh, Skyward Sword for the the Wii. That was the first time it actually... No, wait a minute. Shouldn't this look better? Just crisper or or just something? And it was just that difference, and that was the first time I'd ever noticed it. It it was quite jarring at the time. I mean, that's the difference between HD, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it shocked me when I... Because I got the Wii version so I could play it on my Wii U, which I just got. Yeah. it is a bit of a shock from playing the HD Twilight Princess and then going back to Skyward Sword, which is much newer, and going, wow. Well, the yeah. thing to look at is the, the progression of mobile technology. Back when, when that game first came out, HD screens for phones probably didn't exist. No. Mobile processors are getting more and more powerful. It's the way the technology works. The more powerful the, ha- the mobile technology gets, the better the graphics will be on the handheld. Yeah. I think the big thing is, I mean, it, as they, they've said they've got a lot of third parties involved already. I mean, I think the big thing for Nintendo is, like, they need to get third parties involved this time. Like, yes. more so. And they need third parties that want to do something different and not just, like, port a game that's on the PS3. Because, I mean, that's what they're probably going to do. Although, you know, like they have done with the Wii U. They'll port a game, lower the graphics a bit. And it's not very good, is it, really? It's, it's like the... the... Uh, E3 video that they did for the Project Scorpio. They had lots of people that wanted to do stuff on the next-gen console, all talking about the specs for it and what the sort of capabilities that they're looking forward to getting out of it. It'll be the same with Nintendo. A game developer will look at a game and go, ideally we want as many people playing this game as we can. Yeah. They want people to play their games. So the ability to play it on the bus, the idea is that people will be able to take their consoles with them and play, rather than just, you know, oh, people are going to play it for a couple of hours. They can extend that couple of hours to the hour and a half bus trip. 
back back and to and from work. Yeah, I mean it'll be interesting to see just how durable that kind of thing, all the the factors, and the price point is going to be a major factor. But who is honestly going to sit on the bus or train in like Manchester or London and be on it? Like you'll get robs. Well, I can I can I can travel on a train with a laptop and nobody mugs me. Yeah, how tall are you, Ferg? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so I I might be about six five and built like a brick shit house, but that's not the point. I'd be sitting down. <laughs> you you could sit down, lay out a bunch of piles of money with stickers on them saying, Take this money please and they still wouldn't. Age is a big factor. I mean, if you're if you're a school kid, you could be in a lot of trouble, really, doing that. It depend. It will depend geographically where you are. If you're in the seedy area of town, then yes, you're more likely to get robbed. But if you're in the city centre on a bus travelling through, it's all the buses have got CCTV on them now. You're saying before that it's good in the sense that it it means that it would be like more people be playing it as they go about their business. Yeah. Which I do think is a good idea. But then you need people to initially buy into the idea. They already have. But isn't the Nintendo DS for that? Yeah, that's what I that's what I'm struggling a bit with. It's the next generation. Step over. Absolute. <laughs> but I thought part of the, the the trick with the DS was the fact that it was it was cheaper than a console as well. So oh, probably be compatible within the next couple of years. That that brings up another point. It's not going to be backwards compatible. We don't know that. I'm pretty sure they come out and said that it's not going to be. You're buying into Nintendo. Good luck. The GameCube was backwards compatible. You had to buy an add-on, but it was backwards compatible. Isn't it all just rumour at the moment? Yeah, it's rumour and speculation. They could quite easily put a DS expansion port on it so that you can put your DS cartridges in and keep playing. You can play 8-bit games on the £1,000 gaming PC. Can you? Yeah. Oh, right. I'm going out to buy one now. I don't know. I, I'm i not sold on this. I mean, I know you guys are. No, I'm still very on the fence. I'm just intrigued as to what the next crazy thing Nintendo will come up with is. Because I like shiny new technology. doesn't matter if it's practical or useful or anything like that. It's just it's new. Ooh. Hang glider go. A VR headset to wear while you're actually hang gliding. Oh, that would be brilliant. I could pretend I was shopping. <laughs> that tree in the face. That tree in the face. Oh, you're just ruining my business idea. I'm going to start up a company that offers virtual reality mundane experiences while doing extreme sports. It's for like all the people that are complete adrenaline junkies and have had too much adrenaline and they're now right... I just need to calm down a little, and then they can go and iron while they're base jumping or something like that. Isn't that everybody? But while ironing. You might get me interested. Talking of jumping, uh, No Man's Sky. Yes. I pre-ordered it. So did I. Where did you pre-order it? Steam. It comes out on the 12th. Do you get any freebies with it? That I know of that I think there's a spaceship. Ah. Uh. Because I was told the other day that if you pre-order it at game stores in the UK, you get a hyperdrive. That's nice. Ooh, wow. Oh, nice. Is that good? It makes meeting your friends that little bit easier. Yeah, it'll only take four weeks rather than six. <laughs> <laughs> so it gets it's, it's getting released late, isn't it, on PC? By about... Two days. 
Three days, isn't it? Is that right? Two or three. It, it's really confusing as to when exactly it's coming out in the UK, to be honest. I think it's meant to come out in Europe on the 10th, on, on PlayStation. Yeah. And then everywhere else, August the 9th, for some reason. To, to the best of my knowledge, all of those dates are still true. I'm sure come Wednesday night, though, we'll be able to play it. Again, I have no idea why they do it. It'll be something to do with the release date schedules of the UK and Europe and them being different. Yeah. We get stuff on Tuesdays and Fridays and Thursdays for EA, which is apparently completely different to the rest of the world. I'm pretty sure everyone will be doing some kind of video on that, probably. Uh, well, I'd heard rumours that like some pre-release copies had leaked and like people had already like put up videos of loads of spoilers and stuff like that, so I've actually stopped searching for No Man's Sky altogether, just in case. I've not really jumped on the bandwagon, to be fair. I've not even pre-ordered it. I think it's better to wait, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. I would recommend not pre-ordering. <laughs> I mean, I did, because I really wanted to play it, but I I think it depends on your expectations, because I'm not going into this thinking this is going to be a game I'm going to play forever. No. I'm more interested in, like, how it works. Yeah. I'm sort of semi-hyped, but not... It feels to me like a game that I can be late to the party on that one. Yeah. Well, and also I think they're planning on like consistently updating it, so I think coming later will only be beneficial for you, <laughs> really. Yeah. Well, I've heard as well the day one patch apparently completely rewrites the whole game. Well, it it does quite a lot of things. It it certainly makes apparently it makes the galaxies bigger because apparently there are galaxies plural in this game. Oh right! Wow. There there are quite a lot of changes which I mean that. I'm not going to go into the leaks really, apart from one one thing. And someone said they completed it in a very, a fairly short amount of time. Right. But again, I think that may have been because it was a developer build. Right. So they got to cheat through. You say you completed it. Well, they didn't complete it. They they got to the center. Right. Okay. I'm of the impression that maybe the copy he had or the copy people have had early. May have been a smaller build. Yeah. What they released was basically a one level demo. So we'll do uh, a radius from the center of 20,000 light years and we'll let people play on that. But when when they, like Rami was saying, the new patch doubles the size of it or makes it more much larger. I can't remember what it was. It was like, it's quite a lot. Uh, that it made it larger by. Well, that'll be it. It'll be effectively the, the release copy that they've done so far has been... The one that's been leaked. A one-level demo. A, a small demo of, of what the game will be like, and then they've put the what day one patch in to put in the rest of the game, so that, oh, you thought you started closer. No, you start all the way back there. I mean, the only thing I'll say is I had a brief little look at a couple of things, and it does look interesting. I'm very excited to get my hands on it. Excellent. You've not spoiled the surprise in the middle, have you? No, no, I don't know what that is. Good. I've, I've, I've hardly spoiled anything. Like, and and the, I think the person who was talking about it on Reddit, I think he did spoil a lot of things, but I didn't read enough. Yeah. Part of me wants there to be a big neon sign saying, "Yeah, there's nothing here." <laughs> Turn around. I want to try and call what I think's at the center. A white hole. Which I think I did do in another episode, maybe, but I think it's a black hole, yeah, to another galaxy. That's your guess? Yeah. That's that's what I've been thinking for, like, the last six, seven months. I reckon it's going to be a restaurant. <laughs> at the end of the universe. And you get to cook meals for the rest of your days, and it becomes a restaurant sim. A wormhole at the centre would be a logical path for ex expansion into sequels, or DLC content, however you want to see it. 
extra content. Well, they've said that there that there are galaxies multiple. Yeah. And they've said that everyone starts in the same galaxy. I think. Just on different sides of it. Pretty sure that's what they said. So basically, it's a plug hole game. Everyone races to the plug hole to go through to the next sink. Well, that's that's what I think, but I may be completely wrong. I mean, maybe there's multiple black holes you can pop in just to dotted around. Possibly. And you end up in a different galaxy. Maybe. I have no idea. I mean, that these are all kind of speculation, really. But it it does look really, really like interesting. To be honest, I think it will be fun to play. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, you know, to to be honest, Rami, if it just happens to come out tonight, then and you're free tomorrow. Oh yeah, S- same here. Yeah, tomorrow or Wednesday or both is good. <laughs> I mean, expect a video from me and Rami, and I'm guessing Ferg might do something. I would like to, but I, yeah, it, this is going to be dragging me away from seven days to die. We could, <laughs> we could do like a, it'd be quite nice to have a video from everyone of their starter planet. Right, okay. That could be interesting, we can speak to Spindles and get him to do it as well. Yeah, and then we could maybe have a little cast where we just meet up and chat a bit about our different experiences. experiences. A No Man's Sky experience a special I'll be game for that yeah and dad you can just listen and see how much fun we've all had (laughs) 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 I might pick up a copy I don't know yet I mean we are gonna stream I mean it's probably not that helpful to say that because this probably won't come out until after (laughs) the games come out won't go out until then so if you all get in your time machines right now you might just make it back in time. Yeah, it should be up on Twitch. On my Twitch, yeah. We should move on. Now it's time for games we're looking forward to. Coming soon. So, uh, looking forward to September. Uh, on the 16th of September on the Xbox One, we've got Recall, uh, which is uh, a story about uh, companionship, basically. Uh, you and you make friends with robots. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the most dis- gripping description of like any of the videos I've seen. No, I mean, that's the description that, that's been put down that I've picked up. Oh, this is that really hyped game at E3 for Xbox. Yeah, the one with all the robots. You and your pet robot do stuff. Yes. Oh, if you pre-order, you get Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. Wow. Yes, you get nuts and bolts as well. That wasn't the best Benjo Kazooie. It, it was more the worst. <laughs> it was the worst. It was. It was the most disappointing game I played in a long time when I thought it was going to be Banjo Kazooie, and it was a weird game. Carum up or something. Yeah. Is this rare then? The developer. Mm, not that I'm aware. Don't think it's rare. Yeah, but don't Microsoft own Rare now? They do. So they can give away any of their stuff they want, can't they? But apparently, it's from the legendary legendary creator Kiji Inafune, and the makers of Metroid Prime. Oh, which was a good game from all accounts. Yeah, well, it's certainly got pedigree then. Any more on that? I mean, I think that's a wait and see, isn't it? Really, it's it is more of a wait and see that. Yeah. The the trailers that I I've seen haven't really given much of the plot away. It just shows that you've got these robots that can help you get through these puzzles. It looks fun. Wait and see. Uh, Next up, uh, on the 19th of September, uh, is the Bioshock collection on both Xbox One and PS4. 
Are they getting updated graphics or? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. To be fair, yeah, it's a it's a full remastering, high resolution remastering. Oh, that could be very nice then, because I mean the Bioshock games were awesome. Yeah, and it's also going to come with all of the single player add-on content. Wow, that's pretty good. And also the Columbia's finest pack as well, which I have no idea what that is. I think that's the um, the online for Bioshock 2. Right. Which, actually, I didn't mind it. It was it was okay. I never played it, to be fair. I never played the online, no. If you do get the chance, give it a belt. It's it's nice, intimate murdering. <laughs> that's, that's the way to go. Just go, just go mental. Um, Ultimate deathmatch. Yeah. I always had Bioshock a bit weird, because, like, it stunned me. The first one stunned me graphically as a game. I was absolutely in awe. It just looks so impressive. Yeah. I don't know how this will stand up. Like, I know it's going to be remastered. To, to be honest, like, I didn't. I quite enjoyed Bioshock, the first game, but it, I kind of, after the kind of shininess wore off it, I kind of wasn't really that impressed with it. I played the first two, and really enjoyed it. Yeah. The third one was. I didn't enjoy it quite as much. I never got into that as much. I got through it. See, it's not good when you're saying things like that. No. <laughs> you see, that's just it. I've played each of those games only once. I'm not really sure I want to pick them up at full price. So would anyone actually get this? I'm, I'm tempted to. The remastered. You would? No. If I had an X-Bone, no. I, I know people will want to buy it because it's it's Bioshock. Yeah. It's a well-loved series. But do you not think the timing's really bad? Because there's so much good stuff coming out. In September and October. And August. There was talk of a Bioshock movie. Yeah? Yeah. It keeps getting put on hold and messed around. And I think there was a, a trailer put together, but... It's one of the. It's it's a bit like how the Warcraft movie eventually happened. For years, people were trying to get traction with it, and it never got any traction up until just recently, when it suddenly happened. Yes, like I'm sure that was advertised like maybe a handful of days before it was on the cinema. It's like, oh, we made this. Yeah, it's it's been a very very long project. It's taken six or seven years to get traction. Yeah. I mean, I sort of found with these collections, as someone who's has bought a lot of collections, sort of after the fact, that I've come to a conclusion that really the only collections worth getting are of games that you're really, really into if they're remastered. Because if it's a game you played like four years ago and it was all right, and then you buy the collection and it's like you play it for five minutes and you're like, yeah, I'll do something else now. I know what happens. Yeah, it's all right. It's shiny. I want something new. That's one of the reasons why I. Haven't traded games in. I've still got all of my games. I can't think of any that I've actually traded in, and that's because I've really enjoyed playing almost all of them. I like to play. I can't think of anything that I didn't. Re no, uh, Dark Souls. I didn't really enjoy that, so I've put that on the black burner for. I'll play that at some time when I can be bothered. But quite a lot of games nowadays have multiple endings. Yeah. So the the plan is I'll I'll put it on a shelf until I've forgotten the plotline to the game, and then I'll play through it again. And hope it does something different. Yes. What do you mean I played this exactly the same? No! Since I'm always had with those, with the Bioware games, like, 
Well, like the, the the really old ones, like Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. You you play it good the first time, and then the second time you're like, oh, I'll try and play it bad, and they like, I oh, I just can't. It's actually really difficult. I did with Fable. Did you? I played the first Fable on the original Xbox, and I think I went for the good ending in that one. Um, I was that was a game that I was massively disappointed. Oh really? Yeah. I I bought fully into the Peter Molyneux hype train. You could, just couldn't finish some of the quests. I I tried for absolutely ages to pull the sword out of the stone, and it kept saying you need more strength. And it's like, well, I I've maxed that stat. I can't go any higher. Yeah. <laughs> so so the actual quest line was somehow was broken. But weren't there things at the beginning of the game where you'd see quests that you were too low level to do, but then they'd never come up when you were high enough level to do? Yeah, it's because like he had all these massive ideas for it and grand concepts that he he could never like deliver on. So we ended up with a, a different game. And the bit that disappointed me the, the most was the ending. I I played through what was a very good game. Yeah. Despite its missing sections and and problems, but I got to the end of the game, finished the end fight, expecting well, like most normal people would, uh, a full motion. Yeah, something animated. This is the end of the game. Congratulations, you've won. And all I got was a page and a half of text. Huh. Yeah. And it's like, well, hang on a minute. Wait a minute. What just happened? You've got to admit, though, for its time. I mean, I played that game without the hype because some friend just lent me their Xbox. I hadn't really followed it that much. Oh wow. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah, I played it from a very different perspective because I, I think I was more interested in Final Fantasy at that time. Right. But it was groundbreaking as a game. Yeah. Aging and the... With the, the light side, dark side. The story wasn't bad as well. Yeah, it was It was a good story. I felt very, very disappointed and let down by the ending. Yeah. To do all of that and just get a page and a half of text. I mean, I think the problem is, though, is it came out at a time where you'd had other people make big, grand ideas and pull them off, like uh, Shenmue, I think, was around the same time. Yeah. And that was pretty fucking good at the time. Aren't there still rumours about Shenmue 3? They are making it. It's being kickstarted. Oh, nice. It's gonna be. I think it's going to be on PC. And I'm really hyped about that. In fact, last year's E3 was amazing because I got two of my most favourite games to want to play, which was Final Fantasy VII Remake and Shenmue 3. So, next up, uh, this one's a little confusing. Uh, it's Forza Horizon 3. There are two release dates for it. There is an ultimate version, which gives you four days early access. That comes out on the 23rd, and on the 27th, the standard I want the normal version comes out. No extra money for you, developer. So it's an Xbox One exclusive, because it's Forza, but you you get bonuses for getting the ultimate edition. Uh, the ultimate edition difference is you get the full game, obviously, uh, four days early access, uh, limited edition steel tin, uh, Forza Horizon 3 car pass. What's that? Uh, that will be, It's effectively like the season pass. Right. Gives you access to more vehicles. Forza Horizon 3 VIP membership. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what that is. That's that valet parking when you go to the airport. Probably. Uh, and Forza Horizon Motorsport All-Stars car pack. Oh, I, don't, I don't like this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, they've been doing it with Forza for a while basically they've they've got the extended car collections which you get through season passes I hate this early access thing like four days early access as a selling point to buy a game yeah to ramp 
extra money onto it. Yes, you get some more stuff. I just don't. I don't like it. It's effectively the same as the Lego Star Wars box sets that were sold recently. But I have a lot of issues with Lego as well. Like, they just seem to sell so much DLC. It's just a bit... I don't know. I, I, I can see why if you're really into Lego, like, it's fine. And it's quite fun, but... Those games cost a lot of money if you get all the content. Oh, yeah. There are people out there who want to get everything in the game. Yeah. So it depends on what... Everyone has a different thing that they're interested in. For some people, they want to play Halo. They want to get all the different armor variants. Yeah. For people who play Forza, they're massively into motorsport. They want all the cars. They'll never... You know, it's, it's the... Well, I'll never be able to own this car for real because it's four and a half million pounds. I may as well virtually drive it. Well, and also, in a second, you'll catch me out being a hypocrite. So. Yeah, so... it's. <laughs> I can give you another example. EVE. I know there are a lot of EVE players out there who... They, they have their favourite ships, but they collect all of them. Gotta catch them all. Yeah, Pokemon. There you go. There's another one. Obviously, there's a monetary side to it as well. It's, it's how much can we get for this particular IP. But I can I can see why people want these things and will pay for them. Because they're shiny. Shiny good. Yeah, I mean, I suppose I shouldn't, I shouldn't moan about it. I just... I just um... Don't want to pay for it. What is the pay difference there for that? Probably 20-odd quid, I would imagine, at the most. No, I mean, that's not too bad if you get a season pass. I mean, it, it, it depends what's in it, I suppose. But it's, it's essentially the season pass would be, what, normally 30 quid? Yeah. By paying earlier, you're getting a slightly cheaper season pass and a bunch of free stuff, so it is a good deal for gamers. And, hey, it's a way for the companies to make a bit more money. Yeah, it is. I mean, if you're really into it and you know... Yeah, I'm not entirely sure of the difference between in prices between the standard version and the ultimate. But, I mean, you've seen it with other games in the past that are by the, the ultimate edition, especially with digital downloads, and you'll get all this free stuff and the season pass, and it'll only cost you the same as if you went into store yeah. and bought the game and the well, season pass. I bought Fallout 4. I got the Pip-Boy edition. So jealous. Real Pip-Boy. The, the best version of the game you could get. It came with all the DLCs. And if you bought the season pass with the game, which happens more and more, it was £5 cheaper to get the season pass. And, and that, uh, rather than... Uh, I think I paid £20 for that season pass because it was 25 at the time and about 2-3 th months later they jacked the price up on it by 15 quid to 40 quid and the amount of the amount of content that I have got on that season pass for the 20 pounds that I paid has been brilliant yeah it's it's the season pass that keeps on giving unlike destiny's original season pass that was off yes which gave you the two packs and then they gave you another DLC to put on top and now there's another one on its way. I, I was so disappointed. So very disappointed. Actually made me rage quit. It'll probably work exactly the same way with the um, FIFA 17 on PlayStation 4 that's coming out and the NBA 17. Uh, they're both done through EA as far as I'm aware. It's for the 29th is FIFA 17's release. It's got a career mode on it this time. Uh, blah. Past. Uh, don't understand that. But there are going to be two versions of the game released. There will be well, two packages released. There will be the regular version, and there will be uh, the ultimate edition or the ultimate team edition. 
Uh, Ultimate Team is effectively a trading card game where you get players from different teams and you trade them. It's basically like being a football manager. You trade your players off against other people's. You get money for it in-game. So it's like Fantasy Football League or something like that tied into FIFA. Yeah, it's kind of Fantasy Football League tied to Magic the Gathering. Oh, good great. <laughs> so basically, you, you buy credit and you open packs, FIFA Ultimate Team packs, which have a chance of dropping rare players, just like Magic, and then you trade them. But the Ultimate Team Edition usually comes with, I think the, for Ultimate, uh, the Ultimate Edition last year, FIFA 16, came with 40 packs of these cards, which were released on a, a time-release system. So from the launch day, they, they release, I think it was two packs a month off the top of my head. But the trouble with buying the Ultimate Edition later is that the later you buy it, the less packs you get. This is my problem with all this. <laughs> I just want to buy a game and play it, you know? I don't want to be, like, min-maxing how much money I spend on it constantly. I think it's ridiculous. How much, how much of this game do I want to invest in? Nothing whatsoever. Why can't they just give me the bloody game? Like that, you know, just, I pay for it, you give it to me... You, you then, you know, 1990s, late 1990s, early 2000s, you bought the game, you get a nice big expansion if it's successful, and you get a shitload of content in the expansion. Fucking brilliant. Like, I don't know. That's, that's what I like. I like classic. It's horses for courses, basically. Yeah, it really is. There, there's a huge market for the FIFA Ultimate Team system. It's still selling. That's what's so sad. <laughs> it's a game that when they release a new copy it has a few physics changes uh, graphical changes so that the players are starting to look more and more realistic but the overall game mechanics are pretty much the same uh, and all the, all the major changes are the team names, the, the lineups for the teams the colours that they're wearing Have they introduced like a, a new mode with lions yet? No, no there's, there's no lions or uh, remote activated mines on pitch yet. I was about to say, that's a wonderful segue directly into the 30th Final Fantasy fifteen, <laughs> <laughs> Where it's just basically a different lineup with different names. <laughs> and here's where I become totally hypocritical. So, Steph, Final Fantasy fifteen, which edition will you be picking up? <laughs> yeah, they've just announced that they are doing a... Super Mega Wow edition? Uh, no, they've... Well, they've, they've uh, like, I'm I'm only getting it off off the store. Like, I, I can't be bothered. I want to get it as soon as it comes out. You can't be bothered to walk to town to purchase it. Well, I want to play it as soon as it comes out. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally want to be in my room at 12 o'clock at night, download it and play it. <laughs> yeah, but no time shall pass. That's my plan. That's what I want to do. I don't want to take any risks here, man. But, I, you know, at the same time, like, there's a lot of reasons. This is my last chance with a new Final Fantasy game because they've I've not been too happy with them in the past, but they seem to be doing a lot better with, with stuff they've been making recently, so I'm quite... I'm very hopeful about this. I think by the end of... Uh, there's going to be theatrical releases, but by the end of August, you'll be able to buy the digital copy of the film, and they've made a film... Um, that ties into the game. Wow. Another one. 
with the voice act with these voice actors. So this is this is a really big selling point. They got Jesse from Breaking Bad. They've got Sean Bean. They have got what's she called Lena someone uh, from yeah. Game of Thrones. Lena Haydi. Yeah, they got some really big stars in there um, doing the voice acting. Will they be in the game too? Yeah, they probably will be at some point. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't want to say that they will be, but they they may well be. And the other thing, I think I think actually Cersei will be Lena Thingamabob. Lena Headey. That that lady <laughs> with an L. <laughs> but yeah, so that's coming out. And I mean, from what I've seen to the build up, because they've also been slowly releasing a five episode anime series for it as well. What episode are they up to now? They've only done the first three, so there's two more to come. Have you watched them all so far? I've watched them all, yeah, on the actual channel, the Square Enix channel. You can just go watch them. It's just I've only got round to watching the first one so far, so I need to catch up. I'm getting very hopeful about this game on the basis of all this other content they're producing because the anime stuff I've watched has got better and better by the third episode and I'm really liking the character development. And it's getting me a bit hyped for where the story's going, so I want to watch the film as well. Oh, that's good. But going back to me being a hypocrite about this game... Yeah. They recently announced that they're going to release a digital premium edition. And basically the difference between those two is it's about... It's 20 quid difference Yeah. on the store, so it's 70 quid. But, I mean, the main stuff that you get that I like is that you will get... A different coloured chocobo? No. Well, no. I mean, you get you get some other random shit, but you get everything in the, the other one. Yeah. Uh, like the normal pre-order, but you also get a season pass and a couple of other extras. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's probably the same with, with, like, Dead May with a Lego game or something. Like You'll play it all to death. Yeah, I probably will play it all, so I see a point in it. Or, like, with Fallout, you know, like, it seems like there's a point. But I'm a horrible hypocrite. Like XCOM 2 in uh, September. Again, that has a standard edition and an ultimate edition that does come with a season pass, and that I desperately want to pick up. I'm a massive XCOM fan, so... Yeah, have they already released any DLC for that on PC? I think they have. There's one or two packs. I can't remember what they're called, though. I thought XCOM only tended to have, like, one expansion, though. It's either one or two. I'm I'm trying to remember. They may have released a couple this time. It's a logical progression from them. They've done one or two expansions before. They did two, didn't they, I think? You're right, yeah. I'm sure it's like there's three different packs. I must have read it on the this is what you get, this is what the season pack includes. Yeah. I think two are already out, and one's just about to come out, from what I recall. There's a bit of new stuff, or newish stuff, on PC. Yes, we've got quite a bit going on. Uh, Deus Ex Mankind uh, Divided by Eidos Montreal. That's PS4 as well, isn't it? And I'm guessing Xbox One. Yep. Yep, it's it's coming out on everything. And the storyline looks like it's going to be actually quite a bold one with a very sort of current events relevant storyline. Oh, yeah! It looks quite ambitious and likely to be of a particularly adult nature. It does look good. It does. I haven't seen it. I think they're basically opening up the conspiracy storyline. It's a go. We're going to see something really interesting story-wise. Because I haven't watched the story stuff yet, but there's been a real, like, shitstorm about... I, I think there's a video of them protesting, and 
there's a sign or a flag or something someone's holding up saying, All Lives Matter. Yes. Oh. And it's really created a massive sort of shitstorm about, oh, you know, they're trying to appropriate like a black protest concept or something. And it's, you know, that that kind of thing. So there, there, there's been a lot of like political uh, discussion over that. I suppose. Well, it's 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 got a controversial storyline. Of course, it's going to have people talking about it. Yeah, that's fine. Get, get on with it. Let's let's talk. <laughs> but I mean, I think that's the good thing about it. I mean, I think if something causes controversy, it gets people talking. As you're saying, you know, it's a great thing. And that's what cyberpunk does well. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the future. We got there. <laughs> it's still awful. <laughs> yeah. It's Speaking of Gordon Ramsay, uh, <laughs> Team 17 are publishing Overcooked for Ghost Town Games, uh, which looks like a bit of a nice local co-op shenanigans kind of game, where you're running around uh, like jelly people trying to get a kitchen to work. Yeah, I believe as well, right in the centre of the universe of No Man's Sky, there's a restaurant, and that game is what you play for the rest of the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get in. That'd be genius. Oh, Starbound version 1.0 stable platform has now actually been released. I had a brief look. It was actually interesting. They've introduced, a, there's a whole new intro section. Uh, so when you go through character creation, uh, the, the academy and everything else blows up and it explains why you're stuck in space and all the rest of it. Oh, well. Yes, there's a story that's actually kicking off right away. So, from the first planet you're on, it's a, you discover the portals, and from there on in, craziness. Uh, co-op, I've yet to actually try. The last couple of times I've tried has failed miserably. Um, but that's okay, because this might be the version 1.0 that lets that work. Oh, maybe we might be able to do co-op on it. We, you know, if, if somebody happens to be playing, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll see if I could jump on with them. But good luck, Chucklefish Games. Oh, yes, and then on the 26th of July, I think it was, Zoe Mode has released the Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2 port of Vicarious Visions um, and the rest original game, which I personally really enjoyed. I loved the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games. Yeah, 1 and 2, I love them. They were brill, and now they've just been released on Steam. And Xbox One. And each game costs £32 for each one, or £40 for both. These are games that came out in, well, Ultimate Alliance 2 came out in 2009. I think the original came out in 2007. Are you kidding me? Who the hell's gonna buy him for that price? They're ancient. I, I recently found my old copy of Ultimate Alliance and the price tag on it was £44.99. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. I was that dumb that long ago. I've already bought the game once. <laughs> I'm not going to pay for it again. No. <laughs> I'm not. They're, they're out of their bloody mind. Not at that price. Is it graphically better, though? Has it been updated a bit? Uh, I've got no idea. <laughs> I'm not convinced, either. I'm not convinced. Apparently, it's already been slated. Yeah, I had 
noticed something about it being slated. Oh, so somebody also mentioned something about the controls. Uh, you're actually using the mouse to drag the characters around. And I'm like going, no, don't do that. Oh, why would you do that? Because they wanted it to play like a MOBA. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like being punched in the face with a stupid mitten. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, that's awful. It just <laughs> hurts thinking about it. Those bastards. Wow. I mean, sometimes you've got to wonder what planet developers are on. Well, the only other thing Zoe Mode's actually done is chime. <laughs> I never played Chime. Never heard of Chime. I never heard of that. Seriously, just look at it. Just you'll walk away in despair. Is it something to do with bell ringing? No, it's a music game. Oh dear. Oh yeah. With my rhythm and timing, I'll excel at that. <laughs> Aside from that, oh yeah, Scorn Ebb Software. Um, there is two trailers that I'm aware of. A both, I'm fairly certain, are on YouTube. Scorn is... Oh, my word, how do I even go there? This is a horror action, I suspect, first-person shooter game that's offering a very specific horror experience. It's going to be done in two parts. There will be no DLC. Once it's finished, it's done, and that's it. Check it out. We need to go watch the YouTube videos, don't we? For scorn, S C O R N, as in to scorn someone. So, what else we got? Ghost of a Tale by CCG, which is a third person action stealth adventure with Tylo the Mouse Minstrel. It looks gorgeous, it's early access, and reminds me of a cross between Mouse Guard and The Secret of Nim. I might be the only person who knows what that is. I remember The Secret of Nim. Good, oh, thank goodness. I know what The Secret of Nim is, I loved that as a kid. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, You're too young, you have to leave. Red Wall as well. Red Wall, yeah. Yes. Oh, I read that. Redwall, okay, imagine that. This is that computer game coming right there. What about people listening that might not know what the hell we're talking about? That's kind of where I was going with the third-person action stealth adventure with Tylo the Mouse Minstrel. Mouse being... The operative word. You're a mouse. Mousey mouse man. <laughs> and he's a bit of a minstrel. <laughs> but no, it looks absolutely lovely. It, it's it, it looks quite family friendly. So that this mouse, yeah, he's full of chocolatey goodness. I wouldn't know. Would you like him to be? <laughs> you said he was a minstrel. Please don't eat the mouse. <laughs> oh, I'm watching a video of him. It's really quite cute. So if you like cute mice, yes. Yeah. Oh, also, if you want a complete juxtaposition for that one, go look for Headlander. All one word. And this is a game by Adult Swim and uh, Double Fine. Oh. Who, yes, uh, who did Psychonauts et al. Uh, and it's a 50s and 60s psychedelic sci-fi adventure Metroidvania game. Which is sort of really, what the fuck. Um, it's heads in space. And when I say heads, I mean as in you are a head. 
bouncing around on other people's bodies and so on and so forth. It looks mad. It looks absolutely bonkers. Oh god, the heads have jetpacks as well. That's weird. The heads have what? Yeah, they have. They all have thrusters. Rocket thrusters. Oh, good. Exactly. Well, they they got to get around somehow. <laughs> That's very weird. And one little game that kind of came completely out of the blue was uh, one called Half Dead. It's not a zombie game. It's a. Uh, it's by Rum Seven O One Games. It's the chance to be a prisoner from the film Cube by Vincenzo Natale. Oh, wow. It's co-op supported. If you know the film, you know what they're offering, and I need say nothing more. Yeah, that, that's going to be amazing. I can't wait to sit in front of my computer staring at a corner crying for eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> I do that every day anyway. need to make sure at least one person in your group is a maths genius. <laughs> <laughs> so yes <laughs> I'm actually really tempted with that one <laughs> we'll never get past the first room no I honestly think all of us should get onto that one and see how long we laugh <laughs> <laughs> oh wait I I'm staring at that corner man because I know I'd be used as bait <laughs> Yeah, no, Rami, we've done the match. That door's fine. <laughs> Absolutely fine. You just go straight through there, mate. Bastards. The, the, little, the little blinking red light. Now, ignore the little blinking red light. It means nothing. <laughs> it's meant to do that. Actually, I was kind of wondering what the respawn rate was like. Because of the ones I've dashing through the rooms. <laughs> See how far I could make it. Oh, sorry, that's tickled me. <laughs> Awesome. Oh, that's lovely. So, uh, in other news then, Dad, the, there's no other games out that you're interested in this month, Father. Coming out this month on the 23rd, it's Worms Weapons of Mass Destruction. I pre-ordered that. Yep. I am all over that, like, freaking rash. How much is it? 20 quid. 19.99 if you pre-order it, you get a ton of stuff. Absolutely all of it. I'm trying to think if I can do it. Does anyone want to buy a kidney? You don't need food, you big pussy. Fucking get it. <laughs> I'm already not eating, so... Oh, my word. Oh, what else is it that you do? <laughs> exactly. I got kidneys. Do it. So, they've gone back and they've listened to the fans. It's back in 2D. Hey. Oh. Classic gameplay is backed by popular demand. You're going to have ninja ropes. We're going to have all the key physics of the game are going to be in there. There's a new thing, buildings, uh, which is going to make it a lot more amusing. There's tanks. Oh, nice. This is something that I'm looking forward to. You can get in tanks. You can get in tanks, you can drive them around, and you can fire the cannons at people. Oh, yes. See, that's the kind of thing they should have been doing. That's good. There's helicopters. You can get you can get in them. You can fly over people and minigun them from the sky. Nice. There's going to be mounted gun emplacements as well, so you can set your worms up to shoot people with the machine guns that are mounted around the maps. I'd also seen another post. They're looking at putting in mechs as well. Yeah. Oh, nice. Which just makes it mind-boggling. 
And the whole idea of the crafting system, seriously, just what the fur. Yeah, the new crafting system, that's going to be slightly crazy. It's going to be online multiplayer and a great single player as well. So it's, it's going to be highly amusing because you can have six players with eight worms on the team. For pre-ordering it on Steam, definitely gets you the All-Stars pack, which is basically skins and themes. And what a selection. Is going to include Rocket League, Goat Simulator, Payday 2, Saints Row 4, Unturned, Broforce. Just give them for free when you sell the game for everyone. Hawks Must Die, <laughs> uh, Unchained Edition. Sorry, it's just every game at the moment. It just annoys me. Oh, yeah. It's really annoying. Just get over it. <laughs> We're getting it all. It's only annoying if you're poor. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Tough. <laughs> But for for twenty pounds, you get so much a brand new Worms game, and you get all of these skins. Only if you have twenty pounds before the twenty third of August, though. I'm sure there's things that can be arranged. And we're back to selling kidneys. <laughs> You're the one that offered them in the first place. I I know. Yeah. <laughs> You've got two. You only yeah. need one. I want to play this game. <laughs> Still getting a bit Hannibal Lecter in here. <laughs> but I'm thoroughly looking forward to this game. It is going to be brilliant. Awesome. Team 17, thank you once more for delivering absolute beautiful and wonderful cherished treasures <laughs> to you, your hallowed followers. The thing is, you know it's going to be a Worms game, so it's going to be a Worms game. It's it's going to be Worms through and through. Yeah. Is it going to have Worms in it? Surprise! Yeah. Uh, quite possibly. Oh, no, I'm not playing that, then. Traitor! Right, you're shunned. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Something wrong with him, like. Oi, nutter! Of course, he'll have worms in it. Jesus. He's got worms in the title, damn it. I don't know about him. I'm thoroughly looking forward to breaking into that one and working out what's what and the quickest way that I can kill you all. Oh, it'll just be an awesome adventure, won't it? What does this one do? I'm going to drop this right here and run away. Ta-ta! Boom! The sneaky dynamite manoeuvre. It's about to become a crater. <laughs> oh shit! It's Games Reviews time. On to the reviews. Yeah, has anyone played a game this month? Yes. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I didn't get round to Wasteland 2, or really got back into Transistor, but I did get into 7 Days to Die, and that has absorbed a lot of time. Is it good? Yes. Yes, it is. I've been toying with getting it. So what's it like? Right. You can get an awful lot of mixed reviews about the game. I'm giving this game a thumbs up because I've been playing with a mate, who has basically been teaching me how to get into the game because he, he likes to put some hours in there and it has been absolutely brilliant. Every seven days there is a herd of zombies that will approach and try and rip you to shreds. They know you're there, they can sense you between walls, all the rest of it, and they're coming for you. Every seven days. Yeah, and every night the zombies get a lot faster. They get a lot more aggressive. They are more dangerous. So you want to be indoors with fire around you because they get slower in the light. I really want to play it. This sounds intriguing. It's great fun. Don't expect it to be very pretty. 
Uh, it's been in early access for a very long time, and a lot of the mixed reviews you get will have people complaining about that it's taking too long or various other bits and pieces, but I get the impression that this isn't actually a very large group. Um, it's the fun pimps who are basically doing the game, and I like what they've come up with. The co-op has been absolutely brilliant, but uh, prepare to die. So do you get downtime in between these attacks to prepare your defences and stuff? Yes, kind of. During the daytime, zombies don't tend to be as much of a problem, but they do have... Every now and then you get the wandering herd that's just slowly moving across the landscape until it bumps into things. Okay. So they might just bump into your base or into you as you're kind of exploring around and then you suddenly get like five of them going, oh, and you go like, oh, jump ball, fuck, run. Or dogs, fuck, no, dogs are awful. Zombie dogs. Yeah, uh, at the moment we, we've got me down as the, 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 the sharpshooter because I keep on one-shotting dogs in the head. Oh, nice. So everybody's going like, no, here, have the 9 millimeter rounds here, have the iron-tipped crossbow bolts. If I say, please, there's a dog, I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got a reputation to uphold now as the tank. Anybody else got anything going? Steph was playing Zelda. Yeah, I... So I got a Wii U recently for my birthday, which was awesome. And I just hammered the crap out of Zelda Twilight Princess HD, which I think that came out in March this year. Oh, right. So it's not super old. I mean, it's an old game, but it's like a, a HD remaster on the Wii U. It was really fun, actually. Really brought back a lot of memories of playing Ocarina of Time, which is really nice because I kind of ditched Zelda for quite a while because I was a bit disappointed after Wind Waker. Yeah. Which I am actually going to give another go. Ah, uh, you're going to go back to Wind Waker. Yeah, I think I should give it another go, really. So, I mean, I'm hopeful. To play it as an adult, because I have a lot less expectations than I did when I was younger, if you see what I mean. Yeah. So I think I'll enjoy it for what it is. I, I mean, I remember sinking a lot of hours into Wind Waker, but I don't believe I ever actually finished it. Oh, really? But it, it did teach me one thing. What's that? That a schmear means... Ahoy, small fry, because that's what the fish says. Oh, right. Yeah, it's true. Good times. It's a, it's a great series. It is. I'm so hyped for the uh, the new one next year. I can't wait for that. It looks immense. It does look really good. looks really, really good. I mean, that's one. Of, that's a big reason I got a Wii U as well. Indeed. We'll have to see. But yeah, no, it's, it's been really fun. I mean, I think when the Wii U comes down in price, when the NX comes out as well, I'd definitely recommend getting it. If it goes gets cheap, because there's so much good stuff on there. Like, because it's backwards compatible as well. You can play a lot of Wii games on it, and you can play... They have, like, a lot of old-school N64 games on there you can download, and loads of stuff. So it's really, really good in that way. Awesome. Are we done for reviews? The last week I've been speed-playing through uh, Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Oh, yeah. Getting ready for the imminent release of sun and moon in november but yes i bought the games and i put them in a pile of games to be played oh could someone do me a quick check for something Pokken tournament spelt p-o-k-k-e-n tournament oh Pokken tournament yeah yeah where they've turned it into a fighting game like tekken yeah basically yes it's pokemon yeah meets street fighter <laughs> 
I'll leave that right there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that's a weird one. <laughs> Hang on, the cat's about to jump out the window. Uh, yeah, I've been speed playing it over about the last week, maybe week and a half. Have you caught them all? No, I've only caught about half of them. And yeah, I did Alpha Sapphire first, and then I'm just power playing through the second one. Is there a big difference when they release these two Pokemon games? Are there big differences in the overall story, or are you getting basically the same experience? The story is pretty much the same story with a different flavour. The reason that there are two games for each series is that they are effectively the, the flip side of the coin. The, the sliding door, or the alternate universe, basically. Yeah. So is one, say, light and the other dark, or is it not that black and white? Yes, yeah, there will be a theme. The story is pretty much the same story, they just changed from one team to the other team. Right. In this one, you've got Team Magma and Team Aqua. Depending which version you play, depends on which team is the bad guys and which team are vaguely ambivalent. <laughs> but it's usually, we want to wake up some legendary Pokemon to make the world a better place, not realising that actually it's just going to destroy the world first. Ah. Uh, you think they'd learn, eventually. Yes, yeah. After the first couple of games, you'd think they'd have learned a long time ago. How about these nice Pokemon that just seem keen on fighting each other? We just leave them to it, maybe, and not wake up any of these legendary world-ending Pokemon. Yeah. I've speed-played it, power-played it, however you want to describe it. Just literally doing the clean-up on the last few of the legendaries now. Has it got you hyped, ready for Sun and Moon, then? It's given me a project to work on. Ideally, what I'd like to do is, is fill out the Pokedex and, and have that ready to move across to the new one. Ah, so they do move across, do they? Yeah, uh, it uses a banking facility, an online banking facility. Oh, nice. It's a sus subscription-based banking facility, but you can use it as much as you like and store quite a lot of stuff on it. What, you have to pay each month? or? No, uh, it's a yearly subscription. It's £4.50. Alright, well, hmm, I guess it's not too much. Especially if you've been playing for absolutely years and have loads and loads of Pokemon. Yeah, well, the, the current count is 718 that show up in the game, or show up on, on the catalogue. Egad. And I've got about 300, so I've, I've got a way to go, so it's a project I'm going to keep working on. You've got to let us know the second you catch them all. I probably will. <laughs> but by then there'll be another 150 to catch. But that's, it's one of the nice things about the Pokemon games is that the catalogues carry across. I just wish they had a little bit more story. You've got to be kidding! <laughs> <laughs> well, they've got better. They have got... they've got more story in them. Yes, there are, there are more events. There are, there are more things. The, the nice thing about... combined with X and Y... Uh, Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby. It's the first time since the second generation of the game that you've oh. been able to catch all of them. Oh, right. Without a very, very long-winded, convoluted, I'll transfer this trading. Yes. And in some cases, you have to trade one for one, which means if you've got 300 on one cartridge you want to move to the next one, you have to catch 300 junk trades to trade back. Oh. It's very time-consuming. With the new bank system, you move it all up, swap the cartridges over, and move it all down. It's nice and easy. Okay, I'll take your word for that. So, yeah, that's that, really. Coming this month on Xbox Live and PlayStation Plus. Free games! Hooray! Uh, Xbox One games this month are... Warriors of Oroki 3 Ultimate. And that's from the 1st of August to the 31st. What's that? 
it's a feudal Japanese uh, story, samurai and ninjas most likely. I don't know. I don't know the full story. I've not played any of them to be fair. I think it takes elements of Dynasty Warriors. If anyone remembers any of the iterations of that, barely. Yeah. Another series that I can't remember the name of mashes them together into one massive fight with loads of warriors. Ooh. I've downloaded it, but I've not had a chance to look at it yet. The other game that's out is WWE 2K16, and that's from August the 16th to September the 15th. Of awkward silences after these. Yeah. <laughs> Wrestling games, I I used to play them a long time ago, a very long time ago, but I'm, it's not something I follow anymore. But with it being the 2016 edition, it's only last year's edition, so it's it's only a year old. But well, it's not even quite a year old yet. Yeah, so it's not too bad. Yeah. A new copy had set you back 15, 20 quid, I think, off the top of my head. It's not a bad deal. So so getting it for free, it's, it's not bad. Totally, and then uh, the Xbox 360 games with gold in August. There's Spelunky from August the 1st to the 15th, that'll be available. And then Beyond Good and Evil HD from August the 16th to the 31st. Lovely. That's pretty good. Yeah, they're, they're both two like pretty awesome 360 games. I'm sure they both did well when they first came out. Well worth playing if you haven't already. And you can play them on your Xbox One as well, right? Yes. They will be backwards compatible. Nice. That's good. Beyond Good, good and Evil's um, absolute classic. Yeah. I've played some of that, but not enough again. I haven't either, but I mean, it is seen as amazing. What I played was fun. Get ready to be absorbed into the storyline. You are going to sink a little bit of time into this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're going to want to get into there. Really? Is it that good? No spoilers. No spoilers. You just have to come round to mine and play it then. Yeah? Do it! Right, so the August lineup for PlayStation Plus on the PS4, we've got Rebel Galaxy. Which is a good game. Very good game, I'd say. That's over on Steam at the moment. Yeah, it's a sort of indie-ish. Yeah. It's kind of indie, but it's not a tiny game. I mean, it's got stuff you can do in it. You're in a spaceship and you fly around, you can collect resources or shoot people. I was tempted with it. I haven't given it enough time, but it went down fairly well. I mean, it's it's a bit weird because it's on a plane, Is that if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I saw the trailers for it. It, was, it seemed pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a bit weird because you're not, it's not three, well, it is three-dimensional, but it's kind of not in terms of the way in which you can move. Yeah. But it is, it does, like, seem quite fun. I played a bit of it and it is quite fun. The second main game was Tricky Towers, which I didn't really check it out. I don't recognise any of the others on this list. Ultratron? Ultratron is awesome fun. All right. Is it? Yeah, it's also on the Vita as part of the PlayStation Plus games. I've been playing it on the Vita and I've had loads of fun. Really? But it is, basically, it's Robotron, but with power-ups and it's got sort of roguelike elements where you can play through and earn money to upgrade your robot that goes around fighting all the other robots. Oh, cool. And it's twin-stick shooter, easy just to pick up and play for 10, 15 minutes, whatever. Great fun. Oh, nice. I'll be honest, though, I do think the, the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 lineups, I'm talking about solely the Xbox One and the PS4 lineups. Yeah. 
aren't that exciting this month. No. I would say... There's been better months. Yeah. That is purely perspective, though. Yeah, of course. If we were all wrestling fans, we'd be loving the fact that we were getting WWE 2K16. <laughs> it is and it isn't. The internet has literally lost their shit over the PlayStation 4. Yeah, they've gone absolutely ape shit over it, saying, nope, this isn't good enough. I mean, I think it's totally unreasonable, to be fair, because when you look at paying £40 for 12 months and you get shitloads of free games, you're going to have a rough month now and again. Yeah. And the PS3 got Yakuza 5, which is a brilliant game. Shame it's not backwards compatible. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant game if you're into that, that type of game. There's a lot of content in that kind of game. So what else do they get? Patapon 3. Yeah, that's again on the Vita. I've downloaded that. It's sort of a rhythm game, so I don't stand a chance in hell <laughs> at getting anywhere with that. Um, and it's a, a PSP game originally that they've uh, ported onto the Vita. Okay. And given away free. But it, the original Patapon series, I believe, did really well and had quite a big following. But as I say, it's all about the rhythm, and I ain't got none. So. Uh, <laughs> all right. I, I can't possibly even beat the first level. <laughs> I'm not very good at musical games. People have really got upset about this, and I just think, when you consider how much you're paying, like a year, for a PlayStation account? It's a massive amount. And as we've already said, you can't please all of the people all of the time. But wrestling fans, they'll be loving this month. <laughs> Everyone else, not so much. Exactly, you know, and there's been a month where you got something good, right? I mean, I bet I bet everyone here can name name a game they got one month that's probably worth about 30 quid that they really enjoyed. Or we just have an awkward silence. <laughs> I'm trying to think what's been released. No, I, I just can't think of the games at the moment. <laughs> Did Sunset Overdrive get given away free at one point? Yes, Sunset Overdrive was given away free. Uh, the Crew was given away. That got a bad reception. I quite enjoyed what I played of it. The Crew, that that's really good. I got Tropico 5. It was really fun. Really fun, actually, on console, surprisingly. Yeah, no, that I quite like to play. So, there, there have been games that have been given away free. Uh, XCOM, that was given away not long ago. Shit, that's really good. Yes. Yeah, XCOM's an amazing game. There, there are people out there that really don't like XCOM because it's too slow. That's because they're slow. No, it... They're just wrong. They're not slow, they're just wrong. Yeah, something very wrong with that. <laughs> I like the fact that for the £40 that I pay for my subscription, I get more of a return through free software. Yeah. Without doubt. Plus you get to play your games online with your friends, so... That's the other side of it. But the games that they're, they're doing as free games, wrestling is an example, that's only a year old. If, if it's a game that I might want to play, but don't think I'm ever going to pick it up at, at the store, if I wait long enough it'll be free. Exactly. Okay, I might be behind the curve with everyone, but... That's alright, innit, really? Hey, if you enjoy it, at the end of the day, win. <laughs> I'm not complicating any further. Who doesn't love something for free? Now it's time for all the very latest info about events to do with games and stuff. Last weekend, me and Rami were at Manchester Comic Con. Yes, it, it was good, good laugh. It was a good laugh, yeah. It wasn't entirely what I expected. Yeah, I mean, I think you had the same reaction I had when I went for the first time last year. Yeah, I, I hadn't realised just how focused on the cosplay it was. Yeah. I thought that, like, the, the panels and the stars would be more of a 
a focal point for it, but that doesn't seem to be the case at all when you go there. Felt positively underdressed. I had a couple of friends that went there on Saturday, and I don't think they went to one panel, and they went home in the afternoon at like four o'clock. I don't think they saw anything. They just went for the cosplay, which is great in a way. Yeah, it is. Because some of the cosplay on show, absolutely amazing. The amount of time and care and effort that goes into some of them. Were the Chaos Space Marines there? I can't remember one off the top of my head. You you can't miss them. They're like seven, eight foot tall. They're massive. There's a guy that's got a full corn Chaos armor, and there's a girl who has hers painted up as Harlequin. Yeah, no, they weren't there, but there were plenty of other just as amazing costumes there. There was a really cute girl with a cute Pikachu. Yeah. I know that. Like a, a big massive Pikachu. Yeah, it was a really cute Pikachu actually. It was amazing. And yeah, if you want to see any pictures of cosplay or any of the stars, I've got loads up on Twitter and the Wonky Spanner Facebook. Yeah. There, there wasn't anything on, on games at all there. there. There wasn't last year either. There's just Well, there was a League of Legends area where you could just log in with your own account and play League of Legends for a bit, yeah, and possibly a Street Fighter something tournament going on, yeah, a little, but Street Fighter Five probably. I think that's right, yeah. Yeah, not very much of a focus. Plenty of games cosplay, but not so much actual games. Yeah, I mean, again, it was just about the cosplay, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. We recorded a lot of panels, though. We did get a lot of content. Yeah, and they were brilliant. Really good, the panels. Yeah, there were some really good ones. I mean, who was your favourite, Rami? It's kind of hard to say. I really, really enjoyed the Game of Thrones panel. That was excellent. Yeah, that was... But then Warwick Davis as well was absolutely amazing. Oh, he was he was a god, like, absolutely godlike. There was something he mentioned. Right. His son does game streaming. Oh, yes. And sometimes Warwick Davis cameos on these gaming streams he does. Oh, cool! Yeah, Warwick does cameo in them. So, what? What's Warwick's son's YouTube address then for watching videos? Because Warwick occasionally cameos. If you go to youtube.com forward slash Harrison X Gamer, all one word, and if you just search for that, it's Harrison X Gamer Space Davis. Right. And basically, Warwick does pop on there sometimes. And he does, let's have a look, he plays Minecraft, Lego Star Wars, a lot of different reviews of a lot of different games. So yeah, it's worth checking out. And Warwick also asked for people to check it out, so please do. He was really keen that people checked it out, to be honest. Right, yeah, I found it. Got it. Okay, cool. I mean, that's a little bit of a plug. Warwick wanted people to check him out, really, and get him some, you know, a bigger following. I just did. <laughs> yeah. I might subscribe myself, actually, just to do it. Feel free to subscribe and like. That's done. That's getting viewed. Excellent. <laughs> so we'll try and put that in the notes as well. Yeah. Because that would be quite quite nice to do. Yeah. I mean, essentially, there were a lot of good panels going on at Comic-Con. There, there was loads of good stuff. And we are going to have videos of all of it. All the, all the good stuff we could get. Most of it. Six panels we got, probably out of eight or something. So. Yeah, I think it was. And Luke Pascalino, he's obviously very popular with the ladies, according to my Twitter. Did you break it? Over three people retweeted something I tweeted. It was amazing. Yeah, massive. Boom! What was it? Who is this Luke Pasquiliano guy? He's from the Musketeers. I, I know who he is. Oh. My, my missus is like, yeah, that's a bit nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I got the 
the good shot of him, and then Steph retweeted that. Yeah, and literally these girls like, thanks, Rami, you're our hero, it's a close-up of Luke. <laughs> yeah, hooray! It's like, god damn it, god damn it, man. <laughs> anyway, uh, but it was really good, it was really good, it was great, a lot of fun. It was, awesome fun. Again, it is pretty. It's pretty niche in a way, though. Comic Con, the Manchester one. I don't think the London one's the same because they have games and stuff on there. Yeah. But the Manchester one does seem like very much a gathering for cosplayers above anything else. It does feel that way. The London one was too. Was it? I think I saw about forty people all wearing the black trench coat from Sword Art Online. The Chaos Marines were there. Almost everyone was in cosplay. Yeah, as I say, I felt totally underdressed. Was this last year? Yes, I think so. No, but they had the uh, Attack on Titan booth at London Comic Con this year, didn't they? Because Cy played it. Yes, I did, yeah. I saw Dark Souls 3. So, any other events? Insomnia 58 is coming up at the end of the month. Yeah, I'm trying to source a Wookiee costume. (laughs) Oh, nice. (laughs) If I can do that for something my size, that would be absolutely wicked. I don't know if I can make one. If I can, the clock is now ticking. Yes, I've still yet to get actually sorted out. (laughs) But uh, more information on that as we get closer to it. Yeah, have you got anything to say, Dad? Are you are you going to that? Uh, I'm I'm trying to. I'm thinking about it. When is it again? It's the end of August. Yeah, it's the 26th to the 29th of August at the NEC in Birmingham. Ah, uh, well, I think that's everything. Yeah, I think we're we're all done there. Excellent. Well, next time we catch you, we would have actually played No Man's Sky, so we can tell you whether we think it's amazing or crap. Or or we're massively disappointed. And worms. <laughs> One or the other. And uh, if I can afford to do it, um, Deus Ex, Mankind Divided. I will probably try and get that after I get paid. I really would like to get into that one. Yeah, it sounds amazing. Well, I think that's everything. Yep. Awesome sauce. Au revoir, comrades. Have a nice night. Have a nice, nice night. Be excellent to each other. Have fun. Take care. Extra content. Part of me wants there to be a big neon sign saying, yeah, there's nothing here. I like to play. What do you mean I played this exactly the same? No! Just give them for free when you sell the game for everyone! No extra money for you, developer. Lena, thingamabob. Does anyone want to buy a kidney? Still getting a bit Hannibal Lecter in here. It's heads in space! Craziness! I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, blah. Past. Uh... Don't understand that. Oh, sorry, that's tickled me. Oh, that's lovely. (laughs) 